All right. Good morning. Hey, we're uh, we got to get. Hey, you guys, get on over here. So uh -oh. uh, we're gonna. Yeah, no, they're they're overeating. So that's priority. Hey, good morning, everybody. Got a special guest on this morning. We'll get into that here in a second. We're gonna introduce some folks. You're gonna see them walking in from behind us, and uh, we're having a five day training. Uh, and uh, we just wanted to take and uh, start out the year right. We've got. Uh, well, we always have special guests when we have a five day training, but we've got. Uh, somebody from within the industry here, and so we're going to have uh, Tim uh, introduce himself here shortly. In the meantime, what, what I haven't seen that shirt. No, that's a new shirt. Which one is that one? That's an Audi on this shirt. So I like that. A, a fast yeah. one. Yeah, you weren't in in frame when I first saw it. Now oh. I can see it. That's a yeah, badass car. I got it now. <laughs> yeah, that's. I love the color. How they. The color selection on those cars you know and it uh they always did such a great job you know of, of uh of logoing those things up yeah they well, they've, got, they've got they got two liveries that they um like to use there's this one which is what red gray black and white but then yep. they've got another one that's got a bunch of yellow in it yeah i like the yellow so i like the yellow so what we're going to do is we're going to take in um so busy week you and I, I mean, how many times did we talk yesterday? Yesterday was busy. Yesterday was busy. There's a lot going on yesterday. There's I've still got people on. I got to get back to. Yeah. So what we're going to do is we're going to have, uh, we're going to take and introduce our guests, but then we're going to actually have all of uh, our students that are here this week. We're going to have them come on up and introduce themselves too. So they'll oh. just come over my face. You guys will smile into the camera and say uh, your name and where you're from. That's about it. So, but first... Chris, I think you're going to read the introduction um, to Tim real quick. And, yeah, we. Uh, I, I prepared. Uh, I prepared a few uh, a few notes on Tim here based on some information he sent me. But um, Tim, help me pronounce your last name. Staley. So still Staley. 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 Yep. Staley. St Staley. Okay, I'll screw it up. But <laughs> anyway, you guys can read it right in front of the screen. But. Uh, so, so guys, this is Tim. He's uh, he's from Lewisburg, Pennsylvania, and uh, he and his wife um, Lori live there. They have a uh, what is it, an eleven-year-old uh, rescue pit pit bull yep. mix. Yep, that's that's our son. Very cool. I have mm -hmm. uh, I have two hundred-pound lab puppies. They're about almost four years old, and um, they just shredded the the bedroom a little while ago. Um, <laughs> but, uh, anyway, so Tim, Tim went to Penn state university. Uh, he's got a bachelor's degree in business management and marketing. And, uh, after graduating, he's, he started an 18 year career with ShopVac. And you guys remember ShopVac. They're not around anymore. Um, but they're definitely a household name still. Well, the and, good news um, is they've, they've made a comeback, Chris. All right. Have they? Yes, sir. Okay. Yep. Team's working hard and doing good things. So, okay. I hadn't heard that. Um, we just heard it. We heard it went away, and it was like, whoa. Yeah. You know? it, it, it was like uh, overnight. Went away know? overnight, but the good news is it's made a comeback, and it's under new ownership. And uh, a lot of the same faces that I got to work with before, and uh, good people doing good things. So cool. shout out to cool. those guys. Well, cool. We'll have to look out for uh, hopefully some uh, cool new products from them, too. Um. Anyway, so after... Uh, after his career in Shot at Shotvac ended, um, Tim became the director of sales 
at uh, Lake Country. Um, no, I'm, Chris, I'm, I'll I'm, interrupt you. If yeah. I may. Um, so I was director of sales at ShopVac. That was my last role. Uh, when That's we, right. When we finally closed down, um, I did jump over to Lake Country where I'm the Eastern Region Sales Manager. That's right. I met. I messed that up. But you're no worries, man. Very <laughs> you. <laughs> but uh, you? anyway, so now he's at Lake Country, and um, we wanted you guys to be able to get to know him and find out a little bit about what he's doing over there because he's going to be uh, a big part of what uh, Lake Country is working on going forward. So it's kind of cool because Lake Country is kind of two two camps now. You got LC Tools in, in Lake Country. Yep, LC Power Tools, and then we have the pad line, which is still Lake Country. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's it's the same company. Yep. But they're just now with having a, you know investment in tools. Um, it it it's uh, it's kind of cool. So Scott, I'll give you a little history. You might not know Scott. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Scott and I competed against each other at uh, air shows for. Uh, we would go in and detail the airplanes out when we we're pretty young. Mm -hmm. um, so I go back. My first venture with uh, Scott at, at uh, Oshkosh Air Venture um, is 30 plus years ago. And Scott and I never knew that we were in the industry together until probably about 2001. Um, we figured it out because we're there. He was representing Lake Country and I was there representing. Uh, I did a joint effort with Shell Oil um, and Shell Aviation. And uh, we put two and two together. And so we've had this this competitive working relationship a very a very uh friendly mutual i mean i got a lot of respect yeah for scott scott's a brilliant guy at lake country he's very intelligent such a good person um anybody that meets him for the first time you can't help but love the guy oh yeah he's just he's great he's very uh, almost too modest you know <laughs> he's because modest. He's, he is he's very modest and and uh he's a great guy but we've been a huge champion of lake country uh now i'll go back to I'll, I'll, I'll matter of fact Bob was gonna. They're gonna dig one up, but um, we used to call them the finger pads, and a lot of people have never seen them. But they're called their. The official name was called a tuft pad. Yeah. Okay. And they were a little tiny. Um, you know how the new wash mitts are foam, and they kind of got fingers coming out. Well, these were pads made like that. But what we used them on is they were great for aircraft because they didn't burn the rivet heads off. And so we go back. We've got. Uh, we are we are one of the original detailers to use the CCS pads. Uh, and now they've come kind of back into fashion. Absolutely. So it's really cool uh, to be able to see the history, you know, and and uh, and actually had watched that and took part as a customer, you know, and now to have you here. So with that, before we go any further, we're going to start right here and we'll work around. You guys will just split us. Come on in and just uh, come on over and say your name, where you're from, name of your company, and we'll go from there. I'm Alan Morgan from Melby, Michigan, and... From Al's Automotive Excellence. There you go. Right in. Next. Hello, everyone. Tony Reynolds, Scottsdale, Arizona, day one mobile detailing. That's it. Right on. Right on. I, Alex Wong from Honolulu, Hawaii. I, uh, my company name is uh, Clean Max Auto Detailing. And don't be hating on him because he lives in Hawaii and he has great weather. Yeah. <laughs> you know, don't be hating on him. Okay. And then our intern, our intern. Yeah, That's great. most important. Good morning, everyone. Brent from Revive Auto Detailing up in New Hampshire. Uh, run that company with my son, Pepper. So we got you guys are from Hawaii, way out here, you know, on the west, all, all the way up to, you know, the northeast, you know, and, and kind of everything in between. So, and then Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania, you know, so. yeah. All yeah, right, well, let's should, jump into this. We should mention real quick, and let, unless I wasn't paying attention, but uh, but Tim's training too, so he can uh, uh, 
better understand the industry and what the detailers um, in our industry go through on a day-to-day -day basis. Absolutely. So it's, it's, it's going to be, uh, to, you know, Tony's air force just getting out. So he's got an exciting time in front of him. You know, uh, Tim's coming back into it from a different perspective, not coming back into it, but just from a different angle. And so it's been a nice, uh, input from his, you know, getting his side of it. So with that, uh, let's jump into it. So, um, you've been around the industry, you know, for a, a good while. We've probably, God, when did we first meet? Been a bit, been a bit. It's been a while already. Um, probably 15 years ago. Yeah. So is coming out uh, from a manufacturer and being around a lot of industry, mm -hmm. uh, and you're around the, the big box stores, Correct. you know, yeah. so you really did a lot in that. But you also went to all the different trade shows, yep. you know, not just not just automotive related, but, you know, construction, yep. do it yourself, everything else is what do you what did you see in the early days? And, and you can be blunt, OK, because if, if you're not, I will be. Uh, <laughs> what did you see in the early days? How, how has detailing changed entrepreneurship wise? What did you notice back in the day? And what are you noticing today? Yeah, I, I would say there's an evolution not just in the products that you use, because the technology's gone a long way. Mm -hmm. uh, the products have improved a lot. The type of tools that you have that you can put in your business have improved greatly. Um, you know, you can put CRM systems in that become the backbone of, of your operation. Um, but there's so much training available today, too. Mm -hmm. Great, valuable training that teaches you not just how to be a great detailer. So many people already are a great detailer, uh, but how to be a good business owner. Yeah. Yeah. It's, we always sell. So, so let's go back and I'll kind of. I'll point you. Have you seen Have you seen the entrepreneurship skills in in the detailers change? Have like uh, for instance, we were we went to uh, Uber Detailing from California a year ago. We started this program. We go out. We'd have evening discussions. You know, we bring them in for open houses. Uh, we we did a uh, uh, Clark did a, an RV class down there. Uh, we had dinner with detailers. Uh, and then we just had a Christmas dinner with detailers, and just in that one year that we started doing that is we saw a difference in their attitudes. We saw the difference and you could tell just by the way they're dressed, they're making a little more money. They were much more assured of themselves, you know, and their capabilities. Mm -hmm. And, and I, I always tell people, and it's going to piss people off, but the easy part of detailing is the physical skills. Sure. It's tying all those physical skills into entrepreneurship. That's the difficult. Have you seen it transition? over yeah, your years i agree with you I, I believe so good good um what changes have you witnessed over the years i mean you've talked about you've talked about gear and products what else what do, what do, what do you what are you recognizing as you came through all these different events yep. what 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 have you seen i mean again um not just the tools and products that you use but how you run your business you know social media has become such a big part of how you mm -hmm. advertise and promote yourself um, you know, keeping yourself professional in, in, in those realms as well. Um, I think that's some of the biggest shift, right? Everybody's got a platform now that's great. Promote your business. Um, tell everybody why you're relevant in your market. And um, I think it was harder probably years ago when, when you didn't have that. Yeah. I, you know, and with that comes some challenges within itself. And this is an important lesson for all of us to kind of keep in mind. I, this hap it happens several times a year, but I, I was on over over Christmas and, and New Year's and I saw this ad pop up for a detailer on social media and he's all the way across the country. 
you know? And so I reached out to him and I said, Hey man, you know, introduce myself. And I, sometimes when I do these, it's a warm reception and other times it's not. And I said, but I'm seeing your ad in California and you know, you're in New Hampshire is that's, I mean, you're just wasting money. So when I told the kid that, I said, you can go through it and, and, and pinpoint where you want to advertise to. And, um, this individual is really, um, warm to it. He was like, Oh my God, I had no idea. So I said, yeah, I said, you know, I went over real quick. It was like 10 o'clock at night and I found a couple of videos, you know, just on YouTube. So I sent him over a couple of links, you know, just, just trying to help him out. And he came back and he's like, yeah, I had no idea that, you know, I was being seen that widespread. Yeah. It makes total sense. Now, another one, another the opposite mindset is months before that I'd done the same thing. Kind of saw a guy say, Hey man, I'm seeing your ads. Yeah. Hey, uh, I'm just trying to, I'm trying to build up my reputation in the industry with, with, you know, and become famous. And I'm like, and I was like, well, how's business? And he goes, it's really slow. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, so you, you're going to spend money to advertise, to get people that aren't going to pay you to recognize you, <laughs> but the people that are going to pay you, you're not advertising to, and you're basically broke. And I was like, I just left that one alone. I just let it disappear <laughs> off the radar. They can't win them all. No. And so I think that's kind of the old way of thinking. I think I see it creep back in. We always do. Um, and it's not just the, the our industry. It, it There's a lot of entry-level industries that are get, easy to get into uh, that people do that. So, you know, you've got you've got all these years. You've got a, uh, a degree from Penn State, which, you know, it's – what year did you graduate from, from Penn State? 2004. Or yeah, two thousand three. Excuse me. Did you, have did you have college debt? Yes, I did. You did. Yeah. So here's the difference from when, when you know, coming out uh, a decade before you, is that no college debt. And now, can you imagine these kids are going through Penn State, the kind of debt that they've got now? Yeah, it doesn't matter where you go; it's expensive. No, and it's it's crazy. So you know, we're really our youngest daughter's going at it the right way. She's doing some online courses, you know, even before she gets out of high school, uh, she's going to hit the junior college scene for a couple of years and then figure out what she wants to do from there. But, you know, a degree, everybody, a degree, um, people say a degree is useless these days. I don't agree with that. I, I don't think you should go into debt, but the foundation that you learn of learning how to take in, you know, you're a business major, learning how to read a, a, loss, a, loss, a, a, a profit and loss statement, you know, uh, learning, learning uh, business mathematical skills, uh, learning the basics of bookkeeping, sure. just all the exposure, at least you know it's there. So I always tell entrepreneurs, you got to go take classes. Junior colleges are so underrated in this country. There's so many great programs that, Alex, you're going through, you did some junior college. You got a, you got a degree. Yeah. But in, in when you when you moved to Honolulu, yeah. you took more classes, yeah. correct? Yeah. And I, I think that's so cool because I, I did the same thing. And I, I think that, you know, if you're you're not skilled, everybody looks at the hand skills that you gotta get, which is really important. You gotta know what you're doing, right? But you gotta have the brain skills too. Yeah. So, you know, looking back at your college education, but more so all your time with Shopback and now with Lake Country, what tidbits of information would you lay out to people? Yeah, so honestly, my best education, not knocking on my degree, I'm very proud of what I, I accomplished, and it did great things for me, uh, opening doors. But my greatest experience truly was with Shopback. Mm -hmm. um, I had some of the greatest mentors that you could ask for. 
guys that care very much about people like me and wanting to see me excel. So they take you under your their wing and, and show you the ropes. And I learned under an old school way uh, mm. of business, which is really set good roots for me on, on how to operate. And that's just being reliable and being res uh, responding to people quickly and efficiently. Um, selling people what they need, not what I want to sell them. Mm. You know, there's a it's difference so there. You know, it's really about taking care of people and the customer service. Um, so some really important things that you got to walk the walk to learn it. Mm -hmm. And all those values and, and things that I learned came with me to Lake Country. And another great family-owned company, they've allowed me to to spread my wings and do my thing. Yeah. Jay's a great guy. They just Him and Bob are just out here. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, like you said, it's just a, you know, I I'm so glad Jay came out here because uh, his focus was it's laser. I mean, he knows what he wants the company to be and what it doesn't want it to be. Right. And and the message to detailers and 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 and, and small business entrepreneurs is you got to have that laser focus. You got to know what you are and what you're not. Who are your customers? Uh, you mentioned something I want to circle back on is that you know you're always proud of what you sold you know and selling people what they need. There's a couple instances I can look back, a few, when I'm honest with myself, that I sold something that people maybe didn't need because I had a need, a.k.a., you know, my kids needed to eat, um, you know, uh, rent was due, mortgage was due, car payment was due, I needed gas in the, in, in, in the mobile van, whatever it may be in those struggling times. Those still kind of haunt me. I don't like that I did that, you know? Um I think I've made it up 150 billion times, but don't put yourself in those positions. You know, uh, people are out there. I like, I, I watch some of these gurus, you know, they're on social media and you just know that they've, they've done that their entire lives and they're totally okay with it. And personally, I'm, I just never have been, you know, if it dismisses the core of what sales is and sales is about the relationship. So if you're selling somebody something that you want to sell them, not that they need, you're missing on those transactions that happen later. Yeah, okay. absolutely. When we set up a relationship, generally it's for a lifetime or as long as we're doing business together. Yeah. And, and I'm going to take care of you and the business keeps happening. And it doesn't have to be about that initial sale that's right in front of you. You know, and it brings up another great point. As part of our whole theory was, is that so many small business entrepreneurs are constantly looking to refresh their pipeline with brand new customers. We all need brand new customers. But really, the big, the biggest thing that's, that's missed, and we, we shared it with those numbers that were on the screen yesterday or Monday, is that our repeat customers are so important in keeping in contact with them. They'll keep coming back. They've already done one thing. Is I always say when I, when I move my business to a trust-based business, it changed my life. Is that what I did is I concentrated on my customers trusting me, that I was selling them the right thing, that they were getting good service, that we had a good working relationship is that I, I didn't have the struggle to go out and constantly find brand new customers. They were right there. I just had to continue to, to share value and show them how to take better care of their car more often. And when I went to that is, did you know our average customer was one time a year? When we went to this, we started marketing back to our existing customers and just having good conversations with them is we it went to 2.9 times a year okay we'll do the math you don't need a lot of customers for that and it costs you a lot less money oh 
Yeah. You know, driving new customers into your, into your shop costs a lot of money, mm -hmm. a lot of marketing efforts, a lot more effort versus taking care of your core business, taking care of your core customers. And you know what the average, the average small business owner will say, oh man, my advertising on, on social media is, is minimal. Your time's not. Yep. There's the currency you're not counting. And and that that's the most expensive currency you have. And believe me, it might not seem like it, you know? It's it's 30 years old. Is there's the French way of measuring life. Take out a tape measure. Expected the expected lifespan of a of a male right now in the world is 84 years. Minus off in your case, Alex, 30 years from that. Watch how that tape measure shrinks so quickly. That's what you've got left if you live to your full potential. When you look at those years as currency and value, it's going to change your perspective on 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 what you do. You know, it really does. Because all of us are young at some point, but there's one common denominator. All of us are going to get old. And so it's what you do with that time in between youth and wisdom that, 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 that's important. So, okay. So, uh, shop that legendary company. We've seen you at all these shows. Sure. Rick, I mean, I was, I was always, I, t I told you yesterday, we probably had 20, all of our mobile units to service, uh, jet aircraft, all of our corporate jets. All had a shop back shop uh, back vacuum in them. Mm -hmm. The reason why is we went with the smaller units that could fit down the aisleways, yeah. right? So brand name, but you saw and witnessed some some really you know the, the brand went out. Sure. And so with that, what's some hints? What's some things that you want to kind of that you learned from that whole experience? Sure. So some of the struggle there, and, and I'm not going to dive into details too much, uh, but some of the struggles were economic times. You know, tariffs happened. Uh, you're competing against Chinese uh, competition, so you're, you're playing a price war. Uh, so you're trying to keep those costs down with retail partners. And and uh, the reality of moving everything around and, and starting up operations in Vietnam to, to make sure that the product's at a, at a good price, mm -hmm. um, you kind of lose sight of, of what your true costs are, right? Mm -hmm. So even though you're the largest you've ever been and the most sales going out, it got to a point where it hurt. All the sales were starting to hurt the bottom line because we didn't have our hands wrapped around what it really costs. So your margins, mar that margins just weren't, weren't there to sure. support it. And then when you apply that to to a detailer, to our detailers, same thing. If you don't if you don't know how long it's taking you to do your job, if you don't know how much product it takes, you don't know your margins. Yeah. You're going to drive yourself out of business eventually. You know, this is a name you may or may not recognize, Bud Abraham. You recognize that name? Just recognize the name. Yeah, he, he, he Bud was uh, a staple in the industry forever. He's in the Hall of Fame, detailing Hall of Fame. Uh, but I remember the first, I was on forums back in the, the late 90s, you know, and, and our, our, our forums back then were like taking a chisel and, and rock out, you know, and carving it out. I mean, it wasn't like it was now. But I remember, you know, even though I'd come out of an environment and I knew, you know, our numbers were so important. Bud just kept on harping on. So I'm giving credit is what I'm doing right now. Yep. Bud kept on harping on. You, you've got to know just not what your costs are for products, but your costs are for labor for every single item you offer on your menu. And I remember seeing him post that for about a year. And I went, hmm, do I really know what service I'm making money off of? So I went back and did exactly what he said. I can still remember, remember to this day in 1999, what a stage one, cost us in product, 
all the way back from right then. Now that cost is good. That's no labor. That's just product, right. pad, you know, all towels, everything else. I'm imagining with inflation, it's probably up right now. You know, I don't think it'd be up that much, but I'm guessing it's probably 16, 17 bucks now. Mm-hmm. But where it was killer, where this really made a difference, paying tribute to Bud Abraham, was that the service that we thought our most extreme, most expensive service was not the one that made us the most money. It was it was a couple down on the menu, something very simplified that we were making a shitload of money off of per hour. Now, what also happened at the same time frame is my my one of my mentors had challenged me to put a thousand dollar detail on the menu. This is in two thousand. I mean, nobody I hadn't heard. And I thought you're crazy, dude. And he's like, okay, I'm the I'm the multimillionaire telling you to put a thousand dollar item on your menu, but you're going to tell me I'm crazy. So we didn't sell one. Matter of fact, we had a we had a bet. I said, we're not going to sell one. And he goes, we well, got to promise to try. And if you don't, can't remember what the wager was. It was either he'd give me a thousand dollars, he'd give me five thousand dollars, something like that. And so we were right towards the end. We're like 28 days out. We hadn't sold one. I'm like, man, I'm getting free money. And my guy called me up and he goes, we just sold one of these thousand dollar details. I was like, shit, you know, (laughs) but here's what it did is that, you know, I say that I was really happy. I was surprised. We started selling them quite often, like once, once a week. Uh, Now that one, the margins were insane on, but what we had to do is our level of service and the experience, you know, if you go to all the, 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 the theme parks, you know, are you a theme park guy? I am not a theme park no, guy. No, you're not? No. Oh, my no. God. Anybody here, here a theme park guy? <laughs> yeah, but I, I, I love, you know, going to, you know, Magic Mountain uh, and going to Knott's Berry Farm and going to Disneyland. Uh, I'll tell you, still to this day, nobody does the experience like Disneyland does. It's just not there. Disneyland, the whole thing is just, and, uh, and it's clean. You know, they work really hard on keeping it clean. Uh, and then the second from that is Universal Studios in Florida is the experience is pretty cool insane. Place. So if you think about this is that that higher end ticket, what had to increase that didn't on a lower end was the experience. We couldn't do the same delivery. Yeah. Our shop couldn't look the same way. Everything had to change. Had to raise your value. We had to raise it. We had to raise our appearance, our values, our, our perceived value had to be there. And so we were kind of lucky because it happened. But now looking back is that we didn't go far enough with that experience. So when you talk about not knowing their numbers, was that really what happened? Was that really what kind of took it you know, down? Yeah, in, absolutely. In I, I mean, when uh, when the bank calls the, the debt due and, and you can't pay it, you got you to gotta figure things out. And that's a tough call. Yeah. So uh, another question, Lee, and this will lead into the next one, is that, you know, you've been around – it's it's I talk about with with uh, double black and PNS, our culture being so important to us. You know, Bob, Dave, and I. When it was just the three of us, the culture was pretty easy. You know, it wasn't complicated at all because we all knew what that culture had to be, and it just came natural for us because it was the culture that we live by. And as we've we've as we've added team members and distributors, and our numbers gotten bigger, it's something I'm really concerned with. Mm-hmm. So. As 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 at look looking at it from an employee standpoint, is that we've all had great bosses, we've all had you know not so great bosses. We've had great environments, and and how is the Lake Country environment now that I've really seen Jay up close and personal as I did last month? What's the what's what's the environment change been like? Yeah, so so let's 
first we have to understand where I came from. So we'll talk about shop back first. And I had some great mentors, uh, great leadership that were a bit more hands-on, right? Mm-hmm. They're definitely involved in the business. They're involved in the day-to-day. Um, they got their head, not just in the numbers, but into what's happening with the relationships. Um, with Lake Country, and, and I was one of the youngest guys at ShopVac. Mm-hmm. So coming over to Lake Country, I'm one of the old guys. Right. Which it is, ha- which is ha- a big shift. It, it happens, pal. Yeah. It happens. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> and, and, and Jay really surrounds himself with great people. And I work with so many talented people um, he can kind of go hands off a bit and let people just do what they do. And he has that trust level. Uh, so that there's a bit of a difference there. Uh, not that I was heavily watched the shop back. We were trusted to run our business. Um, but, but there is a difference there. Um, being a younger company that's growing, Jay gives us the tools. There's a lot more technology involved in the business from a day to day aspect versus the, that old school mentality that we had at shop back. You know, we were really an old school manufacturer. We believed if you put a great product in the shelf, that it would sell. Jay is clear. He understands you got to mark. You you have to do everything right. You got to market. You got to brand. You you have to te- block and tackle everywhere. Three sixty. Three sixty. You got it. Three sixty. So there's my differences. So it, you know, it, and the lesson learned is that again, we live for those people. You know, small businesses. Um, the youth of today that are now the works the, the our, our work pool they're used to technology they're used to so if you go back to pen and paper you're gonna lose them right then and there not only that but the faith they're gonna have in you is gonna be demised you know it's um, you know if you're still on dial up uh, there's a problem with that you know so to say and of course there's good and bad in the technology and when we speak to younger people you know quick to an email quick to a text message sometimes you can't be uh, in person or a phone call. Yeah, no. You know, you got to have that I'm, relationship. I'm still, when it comes down to it, I had a, we had a very, crisp, you know, yesterday we had a very busy day and I had to get some um, input, you know, from our advisory board. And so I ended up having four phone calls with two guys uh, over about a one hour period uh, to help us settle some things in the group. Good things. You know, we got election, we got a new, a new lead advisor coming in, all these good things. But my point is, I didn't text on that. I picked up the phone because I wanted to make sure that they heard heard my tempo and that I got I got their feedback in the correct manner. You don't get that with a text or an email. Yeah, it's the on our end in manufacturing sometimes, and you're selling to you know distributors. You can hide behind that keyboard. You can. You, know, you can hide you can. An email if you're delivering bad news or or you made a mistake. You can certainly try to hide behind. Again, my, I'll go back to my old school roots and the things I was taught at ShopVac. Buddy, if I did something wrong, you're getting an in-person or phone call apology. Absolutely. And we're going to talk about how we're going to resolve it. Yeah. And the same thing with when, when somebody does something good. Good. Yeah. You know, yep. It doesn't hurt. Everyone wants to tell them, tell them live. You know, we, we had our, our annual meeting last last week, and Prentice St. Clair came on. And the thing I took away from, if you guys don't know who Prentice is, he's been around the industry forever. He's a great guy. Um, but the thing that Prentice, out of all of our presentations, including mine, that came flowing through the zoom meeting was pure appreciation for the opportunities he had. And, and I, I stopped after he's done and I said, I got to tell you, man, that appreciation level, didn't I, Chris, Chris will verify it. Oh yeah. Is that I, I mean, I, he was so, I got that more out of him. I learned something from it because every part at the beginning, you know, we, one of my mentors taught me a, a, a bad news sandwich. So when you have, 
when you have something you got to get across, it's either bad news or maybe it's going to increase the workload on your team. Is you give it to them and and a good news, uh, the bread's the good news on each end. So you come in, hey guys, I really appreciate what you guys do. Hey, we got some work to do, and then again, man, you guys have no idea, you know, your hard work, how much I appreciate your hard work. That's a that's a bad news sandwich or a challenge sandwich, and Prentice nailed it to a T. And so, um, you know, I, I called him out live instead of waiting and sending it, you know, text or something like that. So you got to do that. So. You know, I got a note here that a lot of times, especially right now, people are not going to leave. They don't leave jobs just to leave a job. They have better opportunity. Many times when people leave, it's a bad culture or, 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 or a bad boss, that the person's just not a good boss. Mm-hmm. And so you got to look at those things. There's other circumstances. You might go live your dream and, and go to work for Miller, you know, something like that, right? That's the name of the company down there. There are others. There's other things, but many times when somebody leaves – an organization it's because there's a reason and most times it's the culture the culture's just sucked yeah, and in, the, in these times where it's so hard to hire people oh. you better have a good culture yeah you know? and, and don't be something you're not you, you got to stick to stick to who you are so what uh what do you what, what advice you're coming out of, of you know with coming with shop and having so many industries that you you had eyes on mm-hmm. And you know the big box stores mm-hmm. and a whole different vision than from from the detailing industries is again one of the reasons why you're here. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice would you give out to the to the to the entrepreneurs out there? So so comparable industry that I got to call on uh, and to keep in perspective, automotive for me was uh, a smaller piece of the pie. So I couldn't dedicate as much time as as the industry deserved. Um, I spent a lot of time in the hardware industry and, and there's these mom and pop hardware shops or hardware stores, co-ops. Mm-hmm. Um, and and there, a lot of these are multi-generational, five, six, seven generations of family running these businesses. It's getting to a point where the younger generation don't want to take these stores over. So these nice legacy stores in these neighborhoods that really hold up the community are disappearing. So bring that over to the automotive side and our detailers. Build yourself a strong business. Build yourself something that's going to survive. You know, everybody's focused on their skills and, and doing a great job detailing the car. Do a great job for yourself and put building blocks together of a strong strong business plan, a strong foundation. You know, geek out in your numbers if you're going to put some time and effort into something. Well, and geeking out in your numbers is so important because everybody, you know, exit strategy. Are you going to pass that? Is it going to be a legacy business? Um, is it going to be a business you sell? So many people is that when I when I'll, I'll talk to them in, in, a, in, in all kinds of industries is I'll talk to them and I'll say, hey, you know, so what's your long term plan? What are you guys going to do? Oh, well, probably when we're done, we'll just shut it down. I'm like, oh my god, that's the worst answer in the world. You know, yeah. you've built this thing up, but a lot of times there's not enough foundation stuff. People aren't tracking their numbers. They're not. They don't have software. They're not. You know, they're not putting it in. They're. 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 They're taking it you know they're selling a cash that's not traceable um that can that can end up hurting you more than it helps you in the long run because you can't qualify for things you can't show that you've got the numbers coming through your company and if you go to sell it it's definitely not going to add a value because you you know i have two 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 sets of books listen when i go to buy a business and i've done it many times there's one set of books i look at and it's not your hypothetical books it's the books, you know, it's the books. 
So now, um, looking down into your crystal ball is what's coming industry-wise. Now, I don't want you to tell any trade secrets with yeah. Lake Country, but you know, what do you, what do you, what do you see that's coming down? Well, again, coming from a power tool background uh, in the hardware industry, huge shift in, in cordless technology. If, and if you're not seeing it, what rock are you hiding under? Right. Right. Uh, the the cordless batteries have really knocked the pneumatics on on their on their head you know that's that's dwindled down to about nothing uh these impact guns are amazing what do you need a cordless or a pneumatic impact gun anymore right you know when you grab the get the battery pack and it's going to be widespread to all the tools you know consumers are asking for it retailers are demanding it uh manufacturers are, are quickly getting on board and the battery technology is getting better and better uh look at where it's going with cars and and everything in life. So I think we're going to continue to see those trends mm -hmm. trickle into every industry. So all these, all this equipment that we use as detailers, whether it's a, a vacuum or, or an extractor or steamers or people are going to be taking a look at cordless. You oh have, yeah. You have to. You guys are going to be running tomorrow and on Friday on battery pack generators. We're going to run you. We're going to, we're going to put three polishers onto one of them. And you're going to see, you can run all day long, three polishers going all day at full speed, and you'll have juice left over. I mean, it's pretty – and we do that because there's certain – to teach you guys, it's – it's if, if you are mobile uh, or even if you have neighbors uh, uh, near your shop, um, that you got to be quiet. you got to be good neighbors when you're out mobile. But more so, you know where we use these battery. It, it's it it is uh, with when there's a power outage, uh, we, our shop doesn't shut down. We can run the lights, you know, our, our portable lights, and we can run our polishers as we go. We can run everything. We can even get a steamer going. We just can't run it for very long. Now you have a set a second set of batteries, you're good to go. You know, you're going to be able to run that longer. So basically, we're bringing everything. You're not going to be able to run a, a extractor off of it. But everything else, you'll be able to run. And so I echo that. I think that you're going to see a strong development, you know, even possibly, again, Lake Country. Who knows what you guys. So you guys, you know, for the that, that, that don't know it uh, and live under a rock to know, is you came out with, you know, a new tool. Yep. And uh, variable select tool, you know, uh, that will have all the different settings. Um, that is, I think, probably exciting for me because – it's going to change things up. Very cool. Very cool invention from Scott McLean, who we spoke about earlier. Mm -hmm. uh, man's brilliant and uh, had this idea and sold it to Jay. Took him a bit, but Jay came around and went, yeah, we have something. And having those five orbits in one machine, a lot of challenges there mm -hmm. uh, to, to get it right. Uh, we've had it in the marketplace for a while and had it in people's hands. We've learned a lot from it. So, you know, you, you've got to listen to the folks that are using it. Mm -hmm. So if you're developing new tools, uh, we'll see what happens here. So. Yeah, yeah. It, it. Uh, well, I'm excited. I, I have a little insight of what's coming down. Yeah, and so it's going to be fun. Yeah, the thing with Lake Country is we're founded on innovations. You know, we have 70 worldwide patents, and and uh, we just want to make life easier for detailers. So we always have something in the pipeline. You know. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that. So hey, let's uh, let's pay some bills real quick. Uh, hey, oh, real, real fast, yeah. I was going to pull this up because you were talking about it. I actually. Uh, yeah implemented the the ego uh i can't remember what it's called but power center in a job i did last week so yeah, it, it worked well it worked so, 
so nice what, not uh, to have to plug into anywhere and and run the generator or anything like that. No, there's no noise. You know, yeah. there's no noise. So it, it's silent. You guys will be running off that today. And that technology is just going to keep growing. Now, the nice thing is about this system is that is that uh, we've taken an ego. Uh, if you haven't used any of the ego tools, um, I the first thing I bought from them was this. So we take it in the Overland rig. Uh, we take it. I've taken it on base for you know for my drill weekends. We're out in the field. I'm a I'm a huge hero on those weekends because I'm the only <laughs> one with power, you know. And so uh, I can get a lot of the enlisted to come up and do favors, uh, aka food or you know carry shit, uh, because I can charge their cell phones. I can charge stuff, you know. And we've got we've got lights and everything else. But now I went into I got their their weed eater. Uh, we went into their their blower for cars. Uh, Tony was telling us about Etsy. He's got a, a stub nose. It's pretty cool. Rain, rain, so rain, battery rain. racks, all kinds of stuff. So he's going to send me that out. We'll put a link up. Uh, but we've got uh, their full line of, of, of battery pack tools, and then all the batteries are interchangeable. And so it's really cool because once you start getting that, we even have their chainsaw now. And so, you know, it's really cool because – you can take and the blower strong enough if you get a light dusting of snow if you're in snow country i just go blow the patio off mm -hmm. i mean it's strong enough to do that and so it's i'm a huge fan of it and i think it's going to go a lot of places so uh okay let's let's pay the bills and we're going to take some give some takeaways we'll just have a little takeaway conversation so uh we want to thank lake country manufacturing for uh sponsoring today's show um we can also you can see detailed image we want to reach out to them thank them they're a huge champion of ours uh, in the industry, uh, we want to thank uh, Double Black Team PNS for coming in, always making this possible. So, with that, let's wrap it up. Some takeaways. So, the thing is, treat your business. It doesn't matter how big or small you are. Treat it the same, because you can see a big business fail. And believe me, those big businesses have got a lot more access to tools than a small business. So, when you see a a big business struggling, that should put the hair on the back of your neck up. Inflation's a real thing. If you haven't raised your prices during these crazy times, you probably need to take and reevaluate that, especially if you're mobile with fuel prices, what they are, everything's up, insurance is up. Good luck finding a set of tires, you know, right now. And if you do, the price is 25, 30% greater just because of the shortage. So everything's there. So you got to watch your numbers. Yeah, price of your consumables are going up. Absolutely. Absolutely everything. Cost of living, everything. Milk. Uh, you know, I mean, er, er, the, the price of silicone that some in some of these products has skyrocketed. So I was talking to a large manufacturer just yesterday, and they're having another price increase. And you hate to see that happen, but some of these, some of the dressings we have have got these sil these silicones in them that are pretty hard to get right now. So everybody's feeling it. Uh, number two from there is that you you you've got to stand out. You've got to have not just the capabilities with your hands. You got to have the capabilities of your mind to run a business successfully and to run it long term. Don't have short, short sighted vision. You got to have long term vision. Mm -hmm. And so you've got to be able to sense when your company's getting in a little rough area to either back off on the spinning or go get a side hustle. I mean, just don't be too proud. Survive it. And, and know your local market. You know, just don't do that, this stuff just because you hear that's what everybody else is doing. You have to know your local market God, and where you stand, man. Okay, and that's where your brand and everything's so important. We see people, you know, that will compare themselves as, you know, Tony, you're in a 
you're in a, a mecca for you know the automobile you can go down through scottsdale anything you want to see brand wise you can see it not every market's like that you know you go into your market you're not going to see the same new hampshire you're not going to see the same and so don't compare yourself to people online is go out and run your own battle you know you're on an island alex you know i mean so you've got to take and you got to figure out the tempo and what people are looking for and then deliver it and figure out a way to make a, a buck out of it and when you're trying to follow everybody else you're trying to follow somebody else's lead sometimes you become somebody that you're not and when you're not genuine mm. you'll see right amen man that's a great point that's a great point you know i i love to take i I learned something from every single one of you that I come in contact with. I'll take things away from this week that I implement into the next training. So I love to take and, and look at things and how people do things, how they present. It might be as simple as how they dress or something that they say or their stance or their, you know, they've got this great idea for presentation. It might be something that simple, but you can borrow things for other people, but make, make sure to make it your own. You know, always make it your own. Uh, don't compare it to that. So, well, hey. It was awesome having you. Pleasure. So we can go back to ragging on each other as soon as we're off the camera. <laughs> uh, but it, uh, it was pretty cool. We're going to get these guys busy. That was perfect. So, hey, do us a favor. Let's reach around. And uh, no, that's, a, that's a bad term to use. Reach around is not the way to go. Let's come back on this. And, uh, yeah, right? So let's go. Uh, hey, if you've enjoyed this show, make sure to share it. Um, we love the last, the last several, several episodes, uh, people coming out and reaching around. Uh, people coming back and telling us what they thought. Um, if we've said something that meant meaning to you, we'd love to hear that. We really do. Um, our goal is simple. We want to impact one person that's listening right now. I know that's a small goal, but you know, it's, it's, uh, that's, that's our theory is we just, we're all small business owners and we want to take in, uh, and, and give you good, solid impact. Make sure to, to stomp on the like button, uh, subscribe button, and please, uh, man, we love for people to share this program because other people need it. Don't think yep. selfishly. Don't be an asshole. Uh, help other people grow too. So if we said something that made something to, sense to you, uh, put it out there for us. We love the show to grow. Hey, Chris, thanks a lot. We'll see you tomorrow. Yep, I'll be up there. Good weather, almost 60 degrees today. So we're going to go out and do our wet work today and have that I'm all gonna, done. So I'm, I'm probably going to drive up in the, uh, in the Mini Cooper tomorrow. I already had it out this morning, stretch its legs a little bit. So There you go. There you, you know. go. Well, I can take it for a drive for you if you want me to. <laughs> yeah, well, I saw what happened in the last car you took for a drive. Hey, that was my my it wasn't my fault the engine blew. I had nothing to do with that. Hey guys, you guys all take care of yourself. Happy to tell you all we'll see you next time. All right. See you guys.